Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast, where every week we talk about how technology is transforming the creative industries. Today on the program, what is Uglycore and why does it matter? This week we talk about Uglycore, a new aesthetic for fashion and culture that has gone viral on TikTok and Instagram. We talk about how the trend grew in Generation C with subtrends like NASCAR, weird girl aesthetic and more. We look at some Nordic examples and talk about how it affects the fashion industry at large. I'm Conrad Olsen, Editor-in-Chief and Founder of Scandinavian Mind. And I'm here with my colleagues Roland Philipp Kretschmar, Editor-at-Large and our Junior Editor Erik Sedin. How are you guys? Bonjour. We're good, we're good. Good morning from Paris, from Roland is in Paris. What's yes. going on? Uh, it's a lot of meetings at work. Um, we have our global headquarters here. Then I've uh, also looked at endless, uh, endless uh, amounts of art. It's Art Basel week. Did you schedule these business meetings just to go to Art Basel? Admit it. <laughs> no. Admit it. No. Actually, this was a coincidence. I was planning to be pla- to schedule a business meeting, but this was a coincidence that I was invited for a global e-commerce summit uh, the same week. Fantastic. So I'm super excited. All right. So have a look at Roland's uh, uh, Instagram uh, for more reports on that. Uh, also, we it's, it's quite an international week here at Scandinavian Mind. Um, Eric, we've both been in Amsterdam in two different, um, two different reasons, but you came back from there yesterday. Yeah, I did. It was a fast visit. I was there for one day. I was actually in uh, in Breda, which is a. <laughs> that's, it's funny. I landed in Amsterdam, and then my driver picked me up, and we drove for one and a half hours, and I basically saw the whole of the Netherlands. You know, it's such a small country. So I went to the south of the Netherlands, and it was All actually right. quite of a secret. Uh, it was I was there with Apple. To uh, they had to show me something, and the thing is, I actually like I literally can't say what it was because they took my phone before we went there. It was all very secret. It was all very, like, I literally can't tell you. So, so when can you tell us? There will be a story on your favorite news site in the next coming week or so. We'll so. get back. We, we tried <laughs> yeah. to have an editorial meeting for this podcast, but you were a no-show uh, <laughs> due to Apple stealing all your equipment. Yeah, it was Fort Knox. Well, you should. That, that's what happens with the big uh, technology companies uh, when they're launching new products. Uh, anyways, we're going to dive right into this week's topic. Um, and we're going to talk about something that is immensely popular out there on social media. Uh, we're talking about the new trend called Uglycore. It's a hashtag that's, you know, raking up, you know, five, six billion views on TikTok. Um, we're going to try to unpack what this is, uh, how it has developed. Uh, but maybe let's, let's, let's give it a try with a definition here. Roland, mm. maybe you can, you can start with that. Sure. I think uh, in order to define Aglicore, we need to go back a couple of years and look at the emergence of Normcore. You right. remember Normcore. So, yeah, the Normcore trend uh, kind of emerged in the, you know, 10 years ago. It was kind of this anti-fashion desire to be liberated mm. from the rigidity of luxury fashion and return to basics. Um, and Normcore was characterized by a style that is kind of nondescript, simple, you know, it reinvented the ugly aesthetic and made it very beige. Again, you know? Everything is beige. Yeah. yeah, mom jeans, dad sneakers, you know. So what was kind of traditionally dull and cool uh, was recontextualized and then embraced by youth. Uh, and I think this we can see in every generation, right? Um, and this, this kind of form of ugliness, uh, I mean, how, how could you say uh, intellectually speaking at least, has kind of been characterized by self-expression, 
reinvention that is kind of an anti-trend, right? So um, what is considered to be ugly uh, is then kind of appropriated as um, as the coolest, the latest, new cool, yeah, the new cool, right? And I think that at its core, this trend exemplifies a sense of irony. Mm. So, you know, it's an attempt to express, as I said, anti-fashion sentiments by going against existing trends. And then it emerges as a trend in itself. So it's very just a, just a note on that before we go on with what ugly core is. But when we started, you know, re- doing research about this episode and we're talking about normcore, I had sort of forgotten about that term. Uh, and I mm. remember we came very vividly, and and I was editor of a fashion magazine then, and we did these, you know, elaborate stories on with this sort of base kind of chino uh, aesthetic. Uh, but you know, when I scroll down the major e-commerce sites today. It's mm. it's fascinating how strong a grip this has on culture. I feel like this yes. this is like the the, the normal the norm core has become norm. Mm. It's the <laughs> it's the sort of baseline for fashion right now with these sort of oversized uh, pants, kind of New Balance type sneakers, and these kind of like beige, uh, ba- very basic colors, and that's like it's everywhere. Yeah, and I think there is and this is going to be interesting, you know, uh, since Erik, you are Gen Z. <laughs> it's like if i would wear this oh you know these kind of uh, grayish uh, new balance sneakers and uh, you know try, uh, i don't know a college sweater and oversized chinos as you say conrad mm. i would just look like you know this kind of dad that i am <laughs> middle-aged dad that i am exactly right? it's a fine line plus 40 yeah. you can't do it no, you can't do it. But Eric, I mean, uh, if you if you're part of your generation, at least you know it, it. It kind of it can look cool, right? But let's let's get back to that in a second. I, I just yeah. want to, to to also add to the ugly core trend that uh, I think there is a big distinction between between normal core and ugly core, and that ugly core in itself, and this is uh, I think evident when you look at the hashtag on TikTok or Instagram or elsewhere, that it takes it to the next level. It, mm. it basically goes beyond the grayish and the, the, the dad sneakers to something quite undefinable, to be honest. It's like anything that you can imagine is ugly is part of the ugly core trend. Um, I mean, I'm in Paris recording this. You see literally on the streets people looking like really weird. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you ask me, they, I mean, they look like shit. But <laughs> they also look very trendy, very kind of. 2022 right um and i think we already saw the emergence of this with crocs like a decade ago and crocs is still super hot and you know there are many other examples look at balenciaga the last couple of seasons you know i mean it is weird it is ugly but it is also on point super trendy right I, i i think we also to unbox this ugly core trend uh, we have to look at the relevance of social media informing these trends and especially TikTok. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And that, I think, is the, the angle here that I want to understand because I think there is a kind of thesis around this where TikTok and social media actually steers aesthetics more than maybe we have admitted previously. Mm. But before we get to there, I just want to stick yeah. on this definition a little bit and, and look at some of the sort of offshoots there is. Because, you know, if, if Normcore was like a, a kind of non-aesthetic, very bland, mm. you know, a, a sort of a, a, a competition in being uh, as bland as you could be, <laughs> I feel like Uglycore is kind of in the opposite end of the spectrum. Mm. 
it as you said it's really expressive can can you say that it's really like to me it's like mix all kinds of patterns styles colors uh, anything that that gives a strong uh, expression and and i mentioned in the in the on the top of the program there's something called weird girl aesthetic for instance uh famous supermodel bella hadid has been mm. captured uh with with this uh, with this style which is also kind of a version of ugly core obviously she wears <laughs> super luxurious clothes because she's one of the uh, biggest uh, supermodels on earth yeah but that's the point conrad yeah that uh i mean what normcore started as well like you know it looked very bland, grayish, you know, and, and, and normal, but some of the, cl- the clothes were really, really expensive. And the same with Arglicore. I mean, it, it, it looks like you literally just picked up some random items from the street even, but then, you know, they, I mean, look at the Balenciaga shoes, like the homeless shoe that was launched like a year ago, like yeah. $2,000 or something. So yeah, it's, um, and also just to, just to add on that, I think what you said there, it's called a homeless shoe and. I think it's kind of a slippery slope when um, people with a lot of money, with a lot of status and a lot of power chooses, oh, this is ugly and I'm making fun of it now. I think sometimes it can be appropriated from um, some poorer culture. The people, they don't they don't think it's ugly. It's their culture. I remember, for example, that um, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, when they were de- when they were t- together a couple of years ago, I remember Kim did like a photo shoot with an old like Kodak camera in like an old house, like a rundown house. And they were like eating cereal out of a cereal bowl and yeah, look at this like poor aesthetic and it looked great. Like that's what she thought. I didn't really care for it so much. But a lot of people in the comments were like, oh, you're going to use poor aesthetics because it's going to match your Instagram feed now. So even though you're talking about like with Bella Hadid, she has a lot of money. She can buy all these, like, even though it's ugly and it's weird girl, it's still a lot of money. And that's why I just wanted to say that. I think it's really, it's kind of a slippery slope when people at the top of the food chain in fashion and stuff choose, oh, that's ugly. And now it's in and now it's trendy, even though. Eric. I thought we cancelled Kanye West, and you still mentioned him every episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I might have to cut that out. <laughs> no, keep it in. Well, I just wanted to, on that note. I mean, that's been happening in the fashion industry since like the beginning mm. of fashion industry. The sort of appropriation of different styles, different cultures, uh, uh, and many times maybe cultures that don't have the same, or well, definitely can't afford uh, the the lu- luxury offshoots that that uh, that. Uh, we are talking about here, but I think like, going back to Ugly Core, to me it sounds like I mean the Balenciaga shoe when they launched the big Triple uh, S sneaker uh, that's got to be like, like mm. ten years ago now as well. Um, you know this big ugly you know kind of <laughs> bastardization of, of kind of the, <laughs> the, the 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 New Balance dad sneaker. I mean that has dominated culture uh, for the for the past decade. But to me, what Uglicord, the way I understand it, when I go into TikTok, when I, when I watch the, the hashtag uh, as a kind of plus 40 man, what I see is a lot of experimentation uh, that is not about picking up uh, designer items. I mean, I saw one girl making a handbag out of one of those uh, plastic zippers that you get on the airport. That's where she sort of stashed her wallet and 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 <laughs> phone, right? And and it's about sort of grabbing things, you know, all over the place that you have around you. And to me, it's like 
it's very 90s to me it's very like back to some kind of grunge thing where you just yeah you know you were supposed to look like you you picked up whatever was on on the bottom of the pile in 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 the laundry room yeah it's very cyclical i mean if you look at the grunge trend that emerged straight after the 1980s right when you had like the the richest uh, decade uh, in 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 uh, history of earth right and then you know there was this big financial crisis uh, at the end of the 80s and then grunge kind of emerged afterwards and i see it's interesting uglycore actually emerges when we have recession inflation war in the ukraine and you know there's, mm. there's a lot of macro factors that um <clears throat> that, that that are in play here but mm. i would like to add another element which did not exist in the in the early 1990s with grunge is algorithms so <clears throat> my own thesis here is that the ugly core trend has actually emerged as uh, from tiktok or from from other social um, platforms as a way to actually gain likes so you know being on tiktok with uh, your sneaker your dad sneakers and, and she knows and college sweater is not going to give you likes because it doesn't stand out uh, and you know, the more you stand out, the more you express yourself, the more you are kind of unique uh, on, on TikTok, the more attention you will get in the feed. You know, so I, I think this is perhaps one of the first kind of algorithm-formed uh, fashion trends. That's that's super interesting. I mean, it, it makes sense, right? I mean, we we know from human psychology that we we tend to overlook everything that we've seen before and know before whereas we remember and what captures our attention is the anomalies uh, the, the the thing that stands out that that's something that we haven't seen before and this is just makes total sense when you frame it like that because on tiktok on instagram reels you have you know milliseconds before you can just swipe to the next video uh, so it kind of makes sense. So does that mean that this trend is here to stay? It's gonna. It's, it's a rabbit hole. It's a. It's a vortex of of ugly aesthetics that's just gonna increase in strength over the, over the next uh, few decades. What do you think? I now I'm gonna contradict myself <laughs> because you can. I mean, equally see uh, you know all these accounts and influencers. Uh, you know, in these monochromatic, super minimalistic clothes mm. and styles. And, you know, so everything is trendy at the moment. There's nothing that is kind of standing out. I mean, yes, ugly core maybe is currently standing out in this, the last couple of months as <laughs> kind of being the kind of trend that is uh, being called on by, by the major influencers. But actually, if, you, if you're going to be honest, everything is trendy at the moment. Uh, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's. I mean, your question was: is is, is this kind of gonna stick? Yes, I think this is going to stick as one subcultural uh, kind of stream, but then you're gonna have like hundreds of other subcultural streams in the same time. However, I think if we look back, let's say ten years from now, like what defined 2022, then ugly core is gonna stand out. Right. Well, let's look at some examples because maybe on, on that note, different <clears throat> uh, sort of sub sub-trends uh, that comes out of this. Uh, Eric, you've mm. been, you've been uh, scouring TikTok and trying to research for this episode. What have you picked up? Yeah, it's, it's, it's something I've seen pop up on my For You page on TikTok for a couple of weeks now. It's uh, this girl. She, she goes to NASCAR events in the US and she shoots kind of like a really... The race car, the, the real uh, race car event. 
Yeah, like the yeah the NASCAR event. <laughs> like uh, I don't, I can't really explain the sport. There's a car going in circles. People probably should Google it. <laughs> anyway, she goes there uh, and she shoots like really like cool like street style shots with her iPhone on slow mo of like NASCAR fans pulling up to the event. So you know, there's really like sexy slow motion shots uh, of you know just a lot of tribals head scarves, baggy shorts, but really tight tank tops, you know, athletic, really like fast sunglasses. So this sounds kind of like awesome. a Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan vibes, but <laughs> in all kinds of shapes, you know. And, you know, I guess a lot of people, uh, unless you're part of that culture and you really like that aesthetic, you would call it ugly, you know, because it's kind of like trashy and it's kind of you know, ugly and it's kind of, uh, you know, they're kind of like smoking cigarettes and they're really roughed up, you know, mm. and uh but this girl that's on it, she's like a very fashion and style conscious. And she shoots these guys. And then she asks the people in the comments to rate them. And um, for me, I thought it was just at first, like what I was talking about before, is it about making fun of other cultures and then calling it ugly? But people are saying like, oh, what's the ID on the on the jean shorts? You know, those really baggy ones. They go like almost <laughs> down to the ankles. Oh, I love his tank top with the wolf uh, <laughs> howling at the moon. You know, that kind of stuff. So this is one way of thinking that, that I thought was interesting is that NASCAR aesthetics, I don't think anyone has ever really looked at it. But as we were saying before, what is something that we haven't seen before? Maybe if this is reaches Europe, oh, in, in, in the US, they have NASCAR events and they dress like Hulk Hogan. They're giving off this like a bit trashy, like trailer park boys vibes. Maybe we can take that. So Eric, yeah, I think we should send you to a Speedway event. Or maybe I, month yeah, or, you, or you, yeah, you. Yeah, sounds like you're sold. Yeah, we're starting something here. Oh, you're into maybe, this. We should do this. We have TikTok now. Scandinavian Minds on TikTok, uh, <laughs> doing amazing numbers on there. We should go to Speedway events and you know, go crazy <laughs> yeah. and go viral there. Start a start a trend. Yes. But it's I amazing. think uh, just to clarify for the listeners, we're not actually talking about the race gear, kind of the 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 the, the race gear that you use as as a, a driver, right? So you, we're mm. talking about the visitors. Because if you look at NASCAR or, or Formula One or motorsports in general, that has been trendy, I mean, since the, the since its yeah, emergence like 100 years ago, right? Of course. Because the drivers are sexy and cool and uh, you know, very, it's very masculine and adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. So that, that style has always been kind of in trend, right? But well, you're is, actually uh... talking about the fans. This is more of a Walmart right. aesthetic. It's not so masculine <laughs> aesthetic. <laughs> Uh, no, but actually, I was talking about this. I don't know if this uh, connects to uh, what I've noticed on TikTok about this NASCAR trend, but yeah. during the, the the recent fashion weeks, and just if you live in Stockholm, probably anywhere else in the world, you've seen this fall a lot of race jackets. Uh, mm. Some of them are vintage, and some of them are made by like Diesel and Dior. Yeah. Yeah. Could yeah. also come back to what we we're talking about in the '90s. It was quite big to have those. So you know, having a race jacket with with you know like the Marlboro. <laughs> patch on it and all that kind of stuff I, I i'm not sure if that's aesthetically pleasing if that's like fashionable really but it's different i had now, one from probably... diesel in the 90s in leather oh so, nice yeah. you still have that one that's probably worth a lot no, of money i, I don't <laughs> <laughs> i could sell it for a big <laughs> yeah. what about you conrad you're very quiet here what what, what do you feel about the norm core ugly core trend is this part of your kind of aesthetic preference well, it's not part of my personal aesthetic reference at all. I'm, I'm uh, definitely uh, the boomer in the room, uh, and and you know, to me, when when the triple S shoe came with Balenciaga, that sort of you know flew over my head <laughs> as well. Even though I was an editor of a fashion magazine, so I've you know I think I've I've been following this really as an ob, you know observer, and you know we have 
looking back at what's what's happened the past sort of decade, we can look at uh, Nordic fashion as well. Obviously, I think Acne Studios are our, our biggest uh, and most famous, uh, you know, high fashion brand from from the Nordics. They've been doing a lot of iterations in their style and feel like every season is something new and really something surprising. And they've tried to push the limits. Uh, we have another example that I wanted to bring up, uh, the Swedish uh, designer Beate Karlsson um, mm. of, um, uh, of, 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 uh, <laughs> of, 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 how do you, how do you pronounce the name of the brand? AV, 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 perhaps. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, but she's been famous for doing fashion that's kind of sort of both sculptural and wearable-ish at the same time. Uh, she made famous by her enormous shoes that looks like something out of a, you know, children's book or something. Uh, enormous, something mixed between like a clown shoe and something out of a, I don't know, Lord of the Rings or... Uh, something even more expressive. And, and you know, for, for the last show that they did uh, in Milan, I think it was, she had models sent out on runways, all of them falling down uh, within seconds of, of entering the runway. So I think this is another example mm. of a designer uh, that works with an aesthetic that is meant to be provocative, you know, eye-catching, an experience, really, when when you look at it from at least from a distance. I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm, these things are wearable. She gets a lot of attention as kind of one of the most interesting creatives uh, right now. Uh, but but these are some reflections that I had. I mean, one mm. of the models also stepped out on the runway with a sort of a wristwatch type uh, um, necklace. Uh, and those mm. types of you know, seemingly contradictory aesthetically uh, details, and she she just places them in new contexts uh, all the time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I have to do uh, some more research on that. To be honest, I haven't really followed um, follow that. I'm just uh, thinking back to these kind of algorithms defining what's hot or not. Um, what do you guys think about the future? I mean. Uh, as we all know, I mean, there are all these kind of subcultural trends uh, ongoing at the same time. And depending on yeah. which kind of bubble you're in, I mean, the algorithms define kind of what you, you see and what kind of comes on your, on, on, you know, on your feed, etc. But do you think that this this will continue to, to define trends more than, let's say, again, since I'm in Paris, like what the designers that are maybe based in Paris or New York or, or Milan are dictating what do you guys think uh, yeah definitely i think uh and you know who's in charge of the algorithm is it the the, the artists or is it the, the influencers who's really you know pulling the strings here mm. uh, i'm not sure but uh i i didn't say it before but uh, speaking of ugly core the people that i think of from a scandinavian perspective is the sad boys and young lean you know oh, they've yeah. been mm. wearing some questionable stuff for like 10 years now and they were made fun of they were a subculture but now they're like not only mainstream artists but as the way they dress also made sense so i don't know maybe they pushed the algorithm maybe they fed the algorithm for years for years for years it turned out to be so different that it then got uh, into people's minds um, mm. well i think one sure. one other way to look at this i mean we the sort of common strategy if you were going to grow on instagram uh you know 
even like a few years ago was to be very consistent. So to find your style and, you know, kind of find your style tribe and serve that style. And that was like a go, go kind of subcultural. And then we had this sort of emergence of if you were into a certain type of interior, there was a community for that. If you were into sort of uh, street style or, or um, uh, if you were into, uh, you know, tailoring and the sort of Pitti Uomo Italian mm-hmm. style, you were, in, you were in that kind of uh, echo chamber. But it feels like, we, you know, the, the new, more fast-paced algorithm is kind of breaking that up. And, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, one kind of take on this is that, you know, fashion becomes more and more like entertainment. And that is something that informs the way we dress. So but listen, I, would... I think, Conrad, I, I, I like your reference to, for example, tailoring. So if you look at P.D. Womo, <clears throat> I mean, the peacocks. I mean, those guys that are uh, on your feed during Piriomo, I mean, in my personal opinion, they don't look, I mean, it, 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 it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it, and, but that is part of the peacock kind of yeah. subculture, right? Yeah. That you, you dress to impress and you, 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 you exaggerate a lot to stand out, both in colors, in shapes and form, et cetera, right? But I think there's a similarity to Aglicore, actually, <laughs> that, you know, uh, the peacocks at Piriomo that stand out on your your Instagram feed, um, they stand out for the same reasons as you would uh, stand out on TikTok with Aglicor. Right. No, I, I get so, it totally. Yeah. And one, just I think, lastly before we wrap up, one other way to look at this, uh, and I've been talking about this for 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 a couple of years, you know, trying to help people, you know, look how to uh, view the the evolution of fashion. And one way to look at it is, you have. Uh, the kind of utility and exper- experiential as two different uh, yeah. ways of, of looking where fashion is going. So utility meaning we all need to wear clothes. They need to function in our everyday life. Uh, they need to function outdoors when we're doing things. Uh, that's one part of it. The, the other part is the experiential part that's you know been growing and growing and growing in the past uh, at least couple of decades and this ugly core trend is the, the last iteration of that driven by these algorithms is that we are looking we're thirsting for new experiences all the time mm-hmm. we want to be entertained we want our dopamine levels to 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 be jacked up at any given moment um, so and and th- that doesn't mean that the sort of utility part of fashion is going away it lives there. I think we all, you know, adhere to certain type of style tribes, and usually they are ingrained in in our identity uh, at, you know, perhaps an early age, maybe between twenties mm. and thirties, and that kind of sticks. But on top of that, we are uh, experiencing fashion more like. Uh, um, kind of like entertainment, what's happening in culture. And then we can do at least uh, a couple of seasons of this podcast talking about how fashion is ingrained in culture. And and that probably goes back to Balenciaga and, and Kanye again. Uh, but maybe that's a way to to um, uh, wrap this no, up, I think, this analysis. I, th- I, I think uh, you, you're making interesting reflections. I would actually push it that your style is defined during your teen teenage years uh, yeah. a lot. So this is why I'm reflecting on this also with algorithm kind of defining uh, what are the trends. So if you are a teenager growing up in 2022, uh, you are going to be sh- shaped for life on your aesthetics, <laughs> right? 
so I think that is going to be interesting just to watch and see. Let's when we do the 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 thirteenth season of Scandinavian uh, Mind Weekly, we can reflect back on this and see if, if the ugly court trend has has stuck or not. Um, uh, one more thing, actually, guys. This is uh, in a way whether it's conscious, conscious or not, uh, a statement against sustainability. Well, uh, yeah, I was going to get to that, but I feel like maybe that's an entirely uh, different uh, episode of this, but for <laughs> sure. Uh, and, and uh, you know, what happens when we use clothes as entertainment? Uh, you mm. know, I, I guess you could see there are positive things because you see a lot of reuse, uh, a lot of secondhand, a lot of vintage stuff happening mm. when people are creating their the kind of ugly core looks. Mm. Uh, but on the other hand, if people start using, uh, which they do, uh, we know that with fast fashion, using clothes as entertainment is a new thing every week. You know, that's detrimental to um, the planet. Uh, on the third hand, if we see this growing in digital context, with, which we've been covering before, if you, if, you, if you place fashion in kind of gaming worlds and so forth and, and put uh, the need for weird aesthetics on those platforms, maybe we uh, don't uh, um, put too much pressure on the planet with, with, with uh, producing new stuff. So there are many ways to, to look at this topic. Anyway, I think it's been super interesting talking about it. I was, uh, I'm super happy that we, we dove into it. And um, maybe we think... can do a follow-up because I'm actually thinking uh, as we speak now, there's another window we can open. Uh, it's uh, the aesthetics of avatars. So if, if, if I look at, uh, you know, Fortnite or Decentraland or Sandbox and, and, and how you look as an avatar, it's actually very much connected to the ugly core trend. I love that. Okay, let that be our follow-up then. Uh, <laughs> ugly core in the metaverse. That will be the name <laughs> of that episode. Anyways, this has been a great episode. I just want to round up uh, with some... Um, observations from our uh, uh, feed on scannermind.com but uh, before that I just want to uh, talk to you guys uh, what, what are you looking forward to in the in the week to come uh, yeah I am uh, I'm looking forward to for, for our platform wise we sent our uh, contributor Oliver Dahle to Riga the other week and he's gonna write a story about uh, fashion week in Riga and how can the Baltic fashion weeks you know how can they match up to the Scandinavian ones and why are there why are so few people there so as always, he has a sharp pen. He's a great pen, so it'd be really interesting to read about that. I'm actually gonna plug my other podcast, Hans. Oh uh, yeah. I did a recent episode with Marina Chipchenko. She's been a gallery owner uh, for 30 years. Super interesting episode if you're curious about the mechanisms of the art industry. Yeah, definitely worth a listen. And just to end with, uh, uh, last week's episode uh, was about the situation in Iran. Obviously, this is a topic that uh, is affecting all of us and, and is part of our uh, uh, daily news feed. And I just want to mention that we did do a follow-up on that, our uh, Iran survey, where we uh, lifted three more voices uh, on this topic. We had the investor Susanna Jaffe, uh, which you have been interviewing uh, before, mm -hmm. Roland. She... Uh, um, has Iranian uh, heritage, so she talks about it. Also, uh, the writer Negar Nasser, which has a new uh, novel out that's about the Iranian Revolution from '79, kind of a little bit of a macabre timing for her novel, but but she gives her perspective. And also uh, Roshi Hoss, uh, the co-founder of the PR firm Hoss Agency. So have a look at that. It was put together by Mega uh, Prakash and and you, Eric. All right, this has been the Scanning Remind podcast. Don't forget to follow us uh, uh, on our social feeds. We are now on TikTok, as Eric mentioned. Uh, booming there, right? We're booming. 
Yeah, no boomers allowed, we're still booming. <laughs> okay. And don't forget to sign up to our newsletter not to miss out on any uh, content and upcoming talks and events. Visit scandinavianmind.com slash newsletter. Uh, guys, until next week, have a good weekend. Bye. See ya.